Hello, all you amazing, outstanding, incredible listeners out there. Hey, it's your host here, Jamie J, and it's another week and another edition of the Jamie J Podcast. Today, we're going to jump into one of my absolute favorite topics, customer service. Customer service, it can be one of the most difficult tasks to master. And when you do it right, there's nothing like the feeling of hearing your customers' thanks along with the success your business receives as a result. Listen in, go all in, take the tips, take the strategies from this amazing episode, apply it in your business to see that amazing success. It's what's included in this week's edition of the Jamie J Podcast. I'm a man on fire. Sounds crazy, but I never lose. Oh, you know I'm gonna give it all I got to what I came to do. I'm a man on fire, and my day is overdue. This burn is never gonna stop to what I came to do. I'm a man on fire. Hey, so good to be here this week. I'm excited to see everyone chat with everyone and yeah, enjoying a little bit, bit of vacation here, but nonetheless wanted to get on because what do we know? Consistency is absolutely key. Sharing this message out there. And today we have an absolutely outstanding message to share. We're going to talk about customer service. Now we've jumped into customer service before, but we've got a few different ideas on customer service that we're really going to share today. This all came about for some interesting customer service that I experienced. And we really want to give you that real true unfair advantage of how to get there, provide that best level service and really create those absolute complete total raving fan customers. Because when you've got that, you've got everything. Yeah, absolutely, Jamie. And we've all experienced that outstanding customer service and we can't stop talking about it. We tell so many people, we talk to this person, we talk to that person. Hey, did you hear that? I went to this blah, blah, whatever shop yesterday. Man, it was so good. That was so lovely. They helped me here. I went to that shop and they couldn't help me, but they usually they spent so much time and effort trying to make sure I got what I needed. They didn't even sell me anything, but they sent me to their, man, next time I need a, a whatever it is, I'm going to go back to that shop because holy moly, that was so helpful. You know, we've all experienced that and that's that's what we're going to give you today is, is a few hacks to get you on that journey so that people talk about the experience when they come to your, when they interact with your business. That's that's the key. You want, you want people to be talking about the service they received, not complaining about the service they received. You betcha. Let's jump right into the weeds. What happens when something goes wrong, right? Has that ever happened in business where something and transaction, a client level of satisfaction, whatever it was, didn't go the way you expect. Does that ever happen in business, Mick? Absolutely, Jamie. <laughs> happens often. You know, the yeah. more, the bigger your team grows, the the more likelihood there is that there's something's not going to go to plan. And look, that's the reality of it. But what matters is how you respond. Yeah. I think yeah. the first hack when you're dealing with this is to, to listen closely and act quickly. Yeah. No one... Yeah. Someone comes back to you and says they weren't happy with this or the product wasn't quite right or or, or the, they didn't show up on time and they whatever happened, yeah, maybe you got held up or there was reasons that led to it. But if you don't listen closely, listen to what they're really saying, what it is they're what what it is they're upset or concerned about, and then respond quickly because there's nothing worse than going, yep, I'll listen to your complaint and then you hear nothing. There's tumbleweeds for days and you're like, these guys don't even care about me. It's yeah. super critical that when you do have a uh, an issue pop up or something doesn't go to plan, that you you listen closely, but more importantly, you act quickly. Yeah. You jump onto whatever it is that's going on. You fix the problem quickly. You 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 
straight in there. You don't delay the decision and go, well, I'll have to get back to you. Let me speak to my manager. And then two days later, you go, well, my manager said this. That's not good enough. The quicker you act, the quicker you deal with that, the better the experience that customer will. um, You can repair that customer relationship. How you respond is more important than the issue itself. No question whatsoever. Look, when you're one of those customers, just think back to a time when something didn't go the way you wanted it to, and you were left waiting. When you waited, you started to wonder, and then you started to tell yourself all these sort of stories in your mind. Well, what if they forgot about me? What if it slipped through the cracks? What if it's not that important? Look, the quickest, easiest way, and this is what we want to do as business owners, as business operators, number one, eliminate any shade of doubt when there's a situation where you have to step up and really respond to a customer. I'll share a story. This is from years and years and years ago, but it still sticks out in my mind today. I worked at an auto parts slash hardware type store. And it was wintertime and stuff, so we were selling a lot of the window scrapers, ice scrapers and all that, right? You go to the store, you get the ice scrapers, you can scrape the ice off your windows. Interestingly enough, this one particular ice scraper, I believe it had uh, a metal edge on it. Now, what was really interesting is I sold one, I sold tons of them. Client comes in and said, hey, this thing scratched all my windows. I'm like, yeah, come on, it's glass. Like, it's not really that hard. Lo and behold, I walked outside. They had the scraper and everything. It was definitely one of the scrapers that we sold in the store. And lo and behold, wouldn't you know it? Two vertical streaks up each window, it matched exactly to the width of the scraper. No question, we've got a problem. Houston, we have a problem. Now, what happened is, of course, the store manager came out and all that, and then nothing. I was literally told, hey, you know what? We've got this. We're going to take care of it. Well, what happened? I'm that frontline person. I wasn't really running the business or running the store at the time, but guess what? Every single day, the customer's coming back. What's going on? What's going on? What? And you could see each and every time that the poor customer, it was escalating and escalating and escalating simply because they weren't kept in the loop. Nothing happened quickly. No one got a hold of them. And again, because I was no longer involved, I was told, you know, leave it. We'll deal with it at, at the upper end. I had no information to give to that client either. Needless to say, that client got more and more and more pissed off. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I do believe that it eventually got solved. I, I, I can't remember what the outcome of that was. But at the same time, why allow why allow that to happen? Why allow a certain state of stress and frustration, all that to be there? Eliminate it. If you don't know, say it. There's nothing wrong with saying, don't look, we don't have an answer yet. We have been reaching out. We just want to let you know. We've been reaching out to the representatives. They haven't got back to us yet, but I want you to know with absolute certainty, we are on top of this. And the moment something comes up, we're going to share the information with you. How good would that make you feel? Even if you didn't get the answer immediately that you were looking for, seriously, how good would that make you feel? Would it let you know that someone's actually doing something for you? Yeah, look, it would make you feel like they cared. And that's the main thing. They want to know that their concerns are heard, that you actually care. You know, in, in that particular situation, uh, this I would have just said, look, completely agree with you. We need to take this back to the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to push them to replace that windscreen because that's a scratch damage. Well, we 100% agree with you. It's going to take a few days. Um, we'll reach out to you in, again, a couple of days if we haven't resolved it. You know, and then they're like, oh, wow, these guys really care about me. They're going to truly try and push the manufacturer for a fix on this. Yep. And then in a couple of days, it's, hey, look, we still haven't got an answer out of them yet. Look, I just want to know, we're, you know, we're on to this. We haven't forgot about you. These are the kinds of things, like Jamie said, would make them feel like, God, these guys have got my back. They're going to really mm-hmm. go to back me against the big guys. Wow. Like, you know, that really makes a difference and how you respond. 
And, you know, I went to a car dealership, uh, a car parts store to get some extras fitted to my car mm-hmm. when it was brand new, not, nearly 10 years ago. Um, and they scratched the bumper when they were fitting the, the yeah. spotlights. So I was driving out to go on holidays. I took it back to them on my way out of town and said, hey, look, this is what's happened, guys. And they said, oh, yep, no worries. When you get back from holidays, we'll take it to the auto shop and we'll patch and fix that up, no problem. I was like, oh, I was really I was really pissed that they scratched it because it was a brand-new car. Yeah. But then all of a sudden I didn't care so much because yeah. they just said, oh, we'll fix that, no problem. And they took it in, got the bumper resprayed, fixed all scratches, perfect. No worries. Like how good is that? That was immediate, decisive action. It's not like, well, you know, we've really got to take a look at it because we're not 100% certain that that really occurred here. You know, did you drive it anywhere? Were you in any? Did you wash your view? They just owned it, yeah. right? They took extreme ownership of it. That's a whole different topic. But literally yeah. what they did is they took extreme ownership of it. You know what? We've got you. Now, what, what does that say about that about that place? Um, if, it's, if it's in the same town, if it's in the same area, would you yeah. go back there? Yeah, yeah, I would. Absolutely. No I, I have since been back. Oh, gold. Yep. Right. Why? Because they owned it. Look, they 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 took action quickly. Don't put yep. things off. Don't just leave it for someone else to figure out or just hope that it's going to get brushed under the carpet. Definitely go ahead and address those issues. It might be uncomfortable, right? It mm-hmm. might make you feel weird. It might put you in a place of, oh my God, I gotta, I gotta deal with this. But instead of saying, oh my God, I gotta deal with this, hey, this is an opportunity to create a raving fan customer simply by stepping up and truly taking care of them, taking care of what that client really wants. Could it turn things around? Yeah, I, I really kind of think it can. Yeah, yeah, and you're 100% right there. And every time a customer has a concern, it is an opportunity to build a raving fan client, an yeah. absolute opportunity. Yep. Uh, it's one of the things that I always always push in, mm-hmm. in any business I work with or any business I've been involved with. If a customer has a complaint, sometimes uh, they might put forward a complaint to the reception or front of house or whoever the first point of contact is in your business. Mm-hmm. And they, okay, complaints need to be handled with a supervisor or a manager, whoever. So they pass that on to that. And I always push that immediately, the same day you need to pick the phone up and make contact with them. Even if you don't have all the facts or know how to solve it, you need to speak mm-hmm. to them the same day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely yeah. pick the phone up. Don't avoid it. Pick them up and say, hey, look, understand. Hey, I'm working on it. I'll get all the facts together. I'll listen to your concerns. Sweet. Uh, give us a day or two to work out a plan of action and I'll get back to you. Yeah. We'll resolve this. They need to know that they're heard and understood. And if you leave that by one day, the chances of rebuilding that relationship are about 20%. Yep. Yep. That's yep. one day. If you handle them the same day, almost always, you develop a raving fan customer out of that. Exactly. It's it's simple, right. easy, fun to do. But let me ask, is the customer always right? Absolutely not. Ah, look at that. That's <laughs> going to stir it up, isn't it? That's going to yeah. stir it up today. That's going to stir. But, but wait, wait, how can this be? Because here we are. We're talking about jumping on top of the customer's needs, really, truly taking care of those clients and everything right up front. But the customer's not always right. How do we balance that? Look, Jamie, that's a, it's a fine line and it's also about having that confidence and the ability and what you deliver and where you've what you've done and having the systems in place so you know what your processes are. Own own a mistake, or by all means, if you if you balls that up, own that and say, look, yeah, that's not good enough. We've mm-hmm. we've let you down here. I'll mm-hmm. fix that. 
But if you haven't let you down and it's a, an expectation gap, customer mm -hmm. thought they were getting A, B, and C, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. you clearly were only delivering D, then there's an expectation gap. So the customer's not right. You've delivered mm -hmm. exactly what they've paid for. Yep. And they thought they were getting something else based on some miscommunication. Yep. You still need to repair that, but they're not right. That doesn't mean you give them A, B, and C because they haven't paid for it. Mm -hmm. So that in that situation, they've there's an expectation gap. They thought they were getting something. Mm -hmm. The documentation says they're not. Mm -hmm. They've signed it all. It's pretty clear. Mm -hmm. You need to then, with integrity and with um, clear communication and mm -hmm. and from a good place and, and with an opportunity to build that relationship still, talk to them about the expectation gap. And this says here, this is what we've delivered. Step through the process. And I, oh, it's really disappointing. I thought I was getting this, mm -hmm. you know. Oh, that's a that's a shame. But you can do something for them if you want to. But you know that's where they're not necessarily right. So you don't have to pander and give them what they've asked for just because they thought. Customer comes in and says, oh, "I want a discount because of this, this, and this." And you say, "Well, I've delivered A, B, and C. You asked for A, B, and C. Mm -hmm. Why why am I discounting that? I'm not yep. sure. You've delivered exactly what you've said. It's done properly. It's done professionally. The service, the quality was there. You know, there's no need to." You know, like you've done the right thing. So it's okay to say, no, sorry, this is where it's at. And you still need to listen to their concerns and have it treated as an opportunity yep. to mend that relationship or build a raving fan. However, they're not necessarily right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this ties in, and you said the word discount there. And immediately, you know, everything just kind of stood up on my body because what do we know about discounts? We're not fans of discounts. We don't talk nope. discounts. If you're using discounts to sell your sell your items, look, you need to talk to us for a better way to create sales. That's a fact right there. Nonetheless, though, when it's at this place, what do we want to do? Number one, we want to acknowledge it. Geez, I'm really sorry that you feel that way, right? That's not putting you in a supplicant position or anything like that. That's just acknowledging their feelings. Right. We want to acknowledge that because I'll tell you what, the fastest way to piss off your clients and customers and drive them away. It's like, yeah, well, it's just not the way it is. It's too bad. Right. What's going to happen? You're going to escalate that right out of the park. Geez, you know what? I'm really sorry you're feeling that way. Tell you what, let's go take a look at the contract and let's really see what was to be included here. Right now, what are we doing? We're stepping in from an authority type position. We're stepping in from what we might say is an alpha position. Now, please understand this. When I say alpha, I don't mean being a dickhead. I don't mean coming out with a bunch of ego or anything like that. When I say alpha position, it's from a place of certainty, from a place of confidence in really truly knowing what your product, what your service is, and what was included in that customer's purchase, right? We've got to be honest too, right? We're not going to, you know, we're not going to tell stories. We're not going to tell lies about this and that. We want to bring honesty, truth, and integrity right into that. You know, for my business and stuff, truth, honesty, integrity are three tenets that we absolutely live by here at UE Coaching, right? We don't try to, you know, make up stories because I'll tell you what, those stories, when you start making it up, oh, well, it should have been this or even worse, oh, you know, uh, Bob should have done that and Bob didn't do it. When poor Bob didn't know anything about it whatsoever, Right. We can't get ourselves into these holes and stuff like that, because what you're doing is you're digging it deeper and deeper and deeper. It comes back to owning the situation. Right. It completely, totally comes back to owning the situation. We get ourselves out of it, though, simply by owning it, recognizing what the situation is, is at hand, not just necessarily about giving a discount or anything like that. I'm not saying we don't want to help our people. I'm not saying that, you know what, if there was that misunderstanding, maybe there is something 
something that you can provide, something that you can do that does add additional value. But when it comes to discounting the price, I would strongly, strongly, strongly recommend staying away from that one. We've got a better way to do sales and it's not through discounting. Yeah. And you said something that's really critical there, Jamie. I just want to touch back on it. Yep. It's having that certainty and that confidence. You called it the alpha position, that yep. confidence and certainty in what you're doing for the, what your service is. You know, this, I've found this a lot of times in uh, project meetings when you're looking on bigger projects, um, say the contractor comes in or the subcontractor comes into the head contractor and, and the head contractor, they know their stuff inside and out mm -hmm. and they try to put it over the subcontractor because they're more in a supplicant position and they go, they're not as clear on what's included, what's excluded. And so often I hear complaints a bit from subcontractors that they get bullied or they get screwed over by the, by the head contractor. You only that only happens if you allow it. Yeah. Know what you've included, what's excluded, know what's in the contract, read your contract, know it inside and out. So when you sit at the table and they say, Yeah, no, well, that's part of that, and you say, No, it says here that it's yeah. only A and B. C yeah. is a variation. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well. Can you look after us on the price? Sure. Let's see what we can do to make some add some value there. Because that, you know, like then work with them. However, having that certainty about what you are going to deliver in those situations yeah. levels the playing field. It does uncertainty is going to open up the gap? It's going to open up to say, okay, he's given me this. Even though sometimes you'll see some people they're not necessarily operating from as much integrity as that we might operate from. It's mm -hmm. possible that they could be seeing just how much they can get out of you. If you're not in integrity with yourself in that, if you're not taking that stance of knowing what's right, of really putting out what it is that you said you're going to put out, if instead it's like, oh, yeah, no, we can do that. Oh, we can do that. What's going to go through that, that client's mind? How much more can I get? How much more can I get? And that's not the client's fault. That's your fault as that business owner, business operator for supplicating to that. Right. Stand in that confidence, have that certainty surrounding exactly what it is that you have, the, the, the products, everything that you're providing, and then stick to your guns on that. Right. Too many different personalities, too many different styles of personalities. One of our mentors, uh, Oren, he talks about the uh, uh, seven, uh, seven personalities of the sales apocalypse. Right, is going into all these different personalities. And when you do that, your buyer ultimately gets very confused as to who you are. Right. This is about staying strong in that approach, being really clear on what it is that you're sharing out there, because when you've got that, it makes it really simple and you retain. Right. You retain that authority, alpha power, whatever you want to call it, position. Yeah. Yeah, look, absolutely. Um, and you said something there. You touched on it earlier as well about being mm -hmm. honest. Yeah. You come to those you come to the table in the situation where a customer or a client having the integrity to be honest and say, look, I don't know what's going on here, but I need to find out. Or when the customer says, you did this, you did this. And you say, look, let me look into that because that doesn't, that's not our process. And we've delivered A, B and C. I need to find out the answers here, or let's have a look at the contract because that's what we all agreed on. Yeah. You know, being honest with yourself and with the customer is a really the first step to disarming those situations as well as, um maintaining your authority in the situation as soon as you start trying to you said before make up stories mm. that's when you start to come unstuck and you slide down the slippery slope because you're trying to pander to the customer and cover your ass with stories yep. um, and look people can see through that nonsense
Here's the other thing. Don't get excited. Don't get excited. Don't get defensive. Don't go to all those places where literally, right? I've seen this. I've seen this where the customer, they know. Customers, they're amazingly, incredibly smart people. And I'll tell you what, the moment you let you're cool. You let that off and you start to go into that place where you get frustrated or something like they've got you, right? They've got you. What if what's actually going on is a little bit of a battle of wills, right? Who's got this? You will gain a ton of respect out of your client when you stick to that, not by being rude. We're not talking about rude. We're not talking about ego here, but we're talking about understanding. We're talking about using some really great skills in this situation, making sure that that client that they understand and knowing that you're going to be there to help them out. But at the same time, we're not going to get all excited. Remember, here's a hack right here. You've got the solution they want. You're the one that actually has the power. Uh, prizing, right? We save prizing for sales and stuff. But really, in that moment, you're the person that has the prize. You're the person that has the solution to what it is that ails that client if something's not gone right. So use it wisely, right? Really, truly use it. Remember that. When you go into the place of getting frustrated, getting angry, getting pissed off, what are you doing? You're not seeing yourself as the absolute person, the ultimate person who's got the solution for what your customer needs. Customers will pick up on that. And what's going to happen from there? They will, they will completely, totally lose engagement, right? They're going to lose respect for you. And it's just going to devolve from there. So be professional. Yeah. Absolutely. Stay professional, stay calm, stay. Yeah. You're portraying the image of your business and how you how you handle that situation adds to the image and to the your your not only uh, the image of you but also your brand. If if you lose control and you're angry, you start blaming. You know that's the image that's going to be portrayed to that that customer, and then as well as they'll spread that. You know the other thing um, to do once you've you've stayed professional, calm, and you're holding it is give some positive feedback. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's the little things that count with with dealing with customers. Um, just a small comment here just to let them know that you're happy to help them or give them some positive positive feedback even like we mentioned it before you can offer a small reward or you know like as appreciation for their business you've handled the situation send them a little gift card and say thank you for your for your business sure. you know just some positive feedback and something positive to help um, continue to foster that relationship yeah no question people want to be validated Right. Uh, Chris Voss, he wrote the book, uh, Never Split the Difference. Great book. If you haven't got it, if you don't have the book or you haven't downloaded it on Audible, go give yourself a gift right now. But he uses some really great phrases. It looks like, it sounds like, it feels like. Mm. Right? Sounds like you're really frustrated about this issue. And you know what? I want to honor you and I want to say I hear you on that. Tell you what, let's go see what we can do. Let's investigate and let's understand what we've got going on here. Does that sound good? Right? What have we done? We've instantly de-escalated the situation. Right. I hear you. People want to be heard when you can make sure that your clients are being heard and you're interacting you know, back with them. That's going to gain you those ultimate raving fan clients. That's a big one there. Last but not yeah. least, I mean, God, this one seems so simple, right? It seems so simple that we really shouldn't need to put it on here. But tell you what, offer to help. Here yeah. I was the other day. I, I I had purchased some stuff again at a you know local hardware store and stuff. I walk up to the till. I have my stuff. I'm ready to go, and the person just stands there. Now I don't know if I'm doing something wrong. I don't. I, I, I put it on the counter. I put it on the little area. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to check out, and the person just stands there. It's like, what do I? And finally, I said, like, uh, what do you want me to do? Like, uh, here's my oh, and that's all they said was oh, and they ran it through. 
And then they stood there again. Right now, maybe there was a language barrier. Maybe there was something like that. I, I don't really know what was going on. But I left that store thinking, what the hell was that? Like quite literally, what the hell was that? Offer to help. Right. Have a smile. Have a smile in your voice. Have a smile in your face. Right. When you're doing that, just offer to help. Maybe that's all one of your clients needs that day. Look, we're going through just a ton of stuff in the world right now. It's been going on for two years right now. Maybe a little smile in your voice, maybe a little smile on your face, that warm, welcoming smile. Maybe that's exactly what someone needs. Right. Offer to help. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And it reminds me of a story, um, you know, where. Uh, building and construction company they did did some renovations uh they're not a painter so they excluded the painting of this particular bathroom when they when they finished it the customer's like oh well, it hasn't been painted he'd come back all pissed off and you know disarmed the situation and said oh look we're not painters we and customers are so finicky with what colors and all the rest we we didn't offer the painting um you know it says in the quote excludes painting but what look what i can do is i know a really good painter who does great prices how about mm. i reach out to him and see if we can do a deal to get you a really good paint job done I understand like it wasn't included. You didn't offer to go paint it for free, but what you did is you got a hold of a good painter for them and then offered to, you know, use your relationship with that painter to help them get a good deal. Mm-hmm. They were really helpful. And all that. They might've still been a bit disappointed. They didn't get it for the same price, but you offered to help and it didn't, they didn't walk away. Say, mate, you need to organize a painter. It wasn't included. Yeah. The difference between that situation and situation saying, look, I know a really good painter. I'll grab him. We'll come around even take him over there to, you know, like introduce him to the client and really help him out. Um, the way that situation, the client ends up at the end of that mm-hmm. way happier than if you just say, look, mate, it wasn't included. You need to organize yourself a painter. That's huge. Right. People just want solutions, right? Yeah. What are they doing in the simplest forms? I have a problem. I need a solution, right? For the most part, 90 to 95, 98% of the challenges out there. I have a problem. I need a solution. When you can provide that solution, guess what? Problem de-escalates. But let's jump into what not to do here right now. And we're going to uh, we're going to touch on what Kerwin talks about. Right? Kerwin talks about arguments and egos. That's interesting. What happens when we argue? What happens if you know you and I were in a heated argument, Mick? Would each of us be be ultimately looking to outdo the other or share a more valid point or something, and we would continue to escalate, escalate, walk up the stairs of ego. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely, Jamie. As soon as you start arguing, uh, the other person's ego comes it comes into play, and and then it's just a like you say, an escalation yeah. up the stairs of ego. You don't. It builds and builds and builds and builds and builds, and it doesn't solve the problem. It just makes it more battle, 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 and then it's a then it's people's stubbornness and ego comes in and even if you disarm it in that moment that other person is not going to back down you're you don't want to upset the clients you go look i probably did the wrong thing there i I probably should just do you're going to back down to save the customer relationship or Mm -hmm. you're not and you're going to ruin a customer relationship completely because once you start that argument it's a long long road back to any kind of um outcome that's going to be sensible for everybody so the very first one that's why it's at the top is don't argue yeah yeah Arguing is the fast track to nowhere. Look, arguing is the fast track to nowhere, right? We might think it feels good, but what's really feeling good is that ego. It's like, ah, oh, I'm going to you know, hit my chest like the, like the great big monkey or whatever, the ape or the chimpanzee. Arr, arr, look at me. But what's that really doing? Your customer is going to look at you and say, this guy's a dick, right? He's not here to help me out. He's not here helping me solve my issues or anything like that. Don't argue. Don't go to that place. Don't give away your power. 
right? People will challenge you. People will challenge you, but here's two great questions to ask. Number one, what's the opportunity here right now? How can I turn this person into a raving fan? If you simply direct your train of thought, not towards how can I be better than him? How can I be louder? How can I get my smarts out there more than that person? But instead, if you actually turned on that mindset of curiosity, look, there we are back to mindset. But what would happen if you turned on that mindset of curiosity, got back to that, looked for the opportunity, and then lo and behold, found it? What do you think could happen after that? And that would... That would change everything. Like we said, you're back to mindset. That's the mindset. It's it's the key to this staying calm, don't argue. It's all mindset stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. the next part of that when your mindset is not talking down to the customer, you've got to make them feel – if you belittle them and make them feel insignificant, they're going to walk away. Even though you might get the outcome that's great for your business, you'll ruin that customer relationship because they go, don't go there. I've been in so many situations where they – try to waffle you with technical jargon and put it over you because they can get their outcome or still make their profit. It leaves you with the feeling, yep, okay, you don't get what you want as a client, but guess what? I'm never shopping there again. Yeah. Yeah. No question. Don't just don't do that. Right. Same thing. We talked about this already with certainty and all that. Don't waffle. Don't be mm -hmm. kind of back and forth here or there because what are you doing? You're creating a buttload of uncertainty within your client. In this moment, you know, we know the six human needs from Tony Robbins, right? We got certainty, uncertainty, significance, love and connection, growth and contribution. Those are the six human needs. What we don't want, the, the human need that we don't want in this situation is uncertainty. When you mm -hmm. waffle, well, maybe I can do that or you know, maybe it could be this. I don't know. Maybe we might... That's going to get you nowhere fast. What it's going to do is create a ton of uncertainty. And what's going to happen is that client, that prospect, who's already not in a great place because something hasn't happened the way they want, they're going to create, get even more doubt in their minds. When we have more doubt, there's less belief and less just honest thought that they're actually going to be able to arrive at a situation. And again, the circumstance is going to escalate. Instead, be confident. Be certain. Don't waffle back and forth. Right. No, this is what we've got. You know, these are the things here. Your clients will respect you more. They'll gain more respect. Yeah, absolutely. And we say this before, what the customer wants in that moment, mm -hmm. they want to feel seen, they want to feel heard, they want to feel understood. And they want to know that you've got their best interests at heart, that you've got their back. And if you create uncertainty, they're like, is this even going to get resolved? That the day, as soon as they get that uncertainty, they're like, oh, this is a joke. It's going to be another disaster. Mm -hmm. If they leave that that encounter feeling like that, you've failed at customer service. They need yeah. to leave feeling like, yes, I'm heard, I'm understood. These guys are going to look after me and I'll get a great outcome. Mm -hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean you're going to give them anything for free or discounts, but they need to know that you've got them and then they feel like you're looking after them. Mm-hmm. That's how it, they need to leave that encounter feeling like that. And if they don't, creating uncertainty will straight away ruin that feeling of they've got me. Yep, absolutely. You want your clients to feel like they've got you. Now, we've been sharing these tips based on the context of something going wrong. But let's talk about things going right for a moment, mm -hmm. right? And the one point that really comes back up here is, again, keeping the client informed. Um Man, I, I, I can't tell you how many times, and even with my own clients, with doing, you know, purchasing products, doing this and that, how often that small little task of just keeping someone informed falls through the cracks. It's like, 
what's going on with my order? Is it coming in? Is it not coming in? Did you get it? Did you receive it? Um, give some confirmations. Provide updates. Share information. Keep your clients in the loop. Number one most important impactful thing to really create those raving fan customers. And please, it's not just when something goes wrong. Think about when all the things that can go right. What's going to happen? You're in that customer's in that customer's face in a good way, right? What, what I mean by that is if you're providing follow-up, if you're giving the information, if you're being the one that's sharing that information out there, guess what? Hey, this business really cares about me. This business has got my best interest at heart. They really want to see me succeed or whatever it is. I like these guys because they let me know what's going on. I don't have to guess. I don't have to worry. What are you doing? As a business, you're removing stress from your, your, your clients, your buyers' lives. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like, yeah, it's, it's so, so critical that you remove that stress and you make them feel like you said, absolutely. And then one way, again, it's on here. Another thing not to do is don't avoid them. We brought it up earlier yeah. and this will just escalate that stress, escalate that feeling of un, unease or whatever it is. They're ignoring me or don't avoid them. Yeah. Deal with it straight away. We said at the start, quick action pick up the phone, have a conversation, go out to the front counter and talk to them straight away. Don't go, oh, I'm too busy to talk to them. Just take their number. I'll ring them back. Straight away, that escalates their little their little internal brain, talks mm -hmm. and talks and talks, their, their ego and their croc brain. Oh, these guys are idiots. Oh, he's such a rah, rah. And it builds and builds and builds and builds and builds. We've all done that. We've all had a situation. Mm -hmm. And our little internal brain started talking. Mm -hmm. Most of it's nonsense, but the... We need to avoid that with the client. We need to stop that happening. So we need to not avoid them and take action straight away. Make sure we're willing to talk to them and they feel understood. Yeah, yeah. People just want to be heard. People really, truly just want to be understood. And when you can take the proactive action by, you know, having a, a, a great system for communication. And look, communication goes beyond the sale as well. Say you're selling something to someone. Say a part of your sales process is you get on the phone, you have a conversation with them. Client shows some interest. They say, you know what? I'm not ready right now, but maybe in a year, maybe in two years or something. Oh, great. Outstanding. Right. Mm -hmm. Would it be okay if we sent you some information in the meantime that you can read to help you prepare? What are we doing? We're collecting their email address. Okay. This is just a simple little sales funnel that we're selling with you here. I've seen this done more and more and more with so many people. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not ready for a year. Great. We'll call you back in a year. Look, here's what happens when you go to call them back in a year. They have no freaking clue who you are. Here's what happens when you go to call them back in six weeks. They have no freaking clue who you are. What do we have to do? Take advantage of that connection. You've worked hard. You've worked long to do it. Put something in place that keeps them in the loop, that gets something in front of their face. I'll stick up my, my hand for this. I, in the past, I've really sucked at maintaining that. You know, we all know there's email lists, there's uh, newsletters, there's this, there's that. I really didn't see the true value out of it until really just recently that mm. when I started sending out this information, communicating with me, it's like, oh my God, Jamie, that's awesome. Can you tell me more about this? What about that? Communication is absolutely essential. Keep new in the market, right? With what's going on, right? Are they going to open your email every single time? No. But maybe it's that one time or the two times or the three times, and it just happens to be the right time when you've got a great offer or something that they need. They snap it up. What have you done? You've created right another another flow into your pipeline, another sale, 
And what happens, you get to create that opportunity to have that raving fan customer. Treat them right. Communicate with them. Be timely on that communication. It's going to pay off big time. Yeah, absolutely, Jamie. Communication, being informed. Mm. These are all the these these work in both situations. In positive situations, building, um, fostering those relationships and those raving fans, as well as when you've had complaints or issues or challenges. Keep them informed. What's going on? Like you say, it might take three weeks to get resolved, but if you just don't talk to them for three weeks, they're gonna think you you're brushing them off. They're gonna have all these stories. But if you keep them informed and say, hey, look, we got this here. This is what's happening. We're waiting for a response from this person. Uh, we'll get back to you as soon as we got something. They know what's going. Like, oh, okay, these guys are working on it ring back in a week and say, hey, look, we've still got this going on. This is what's happening. We're just waiting for an appointment to get that windscreen fixed. Mm -hmm. As soon as I have the appointment, I'll send it through to you right. or, or, or I'll put them in touch to make the appointment or whatever. You know, like you keep them informed. They don't think you've ignored them. So that's really critical in both situations. Like Jamie said, in building that relationship, when you say maybe don't get the sale and continue to communicate with them and keep them a part of your business and keep them informed with what's happening in the market as well as to handle those situations where things might not have gone to plan. Definitely. And, I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, so go, go. You're right. Yeah. I was just going to say, it's one of the reasons why I love Amazon so much. Okay. Uh, yeah, I do. I use Amazon. I order on Amazon and here's what I really love about it. I place an order. I get an email. Not only that, Alexa over there, she comes on little, you know, little thing. Hey, you've got an order, right? I can see when the order's delivered all through the entire process. All through the entire process, Alexa's talking to me now, <laughs> all through the entire process, I know what's going on. I know when the order was there. I know I got confirmation of the order. I can see when the order was shipped. Oh, I can see when the order's out for delivery. And I can see when the order was delivered if I didn't happen to be wherever I was getting the order delivered to. That's communication 101. Why do we love it so much? Because we know exactly what's going on at any time. People want yeah. this information. They want to be kept in the loop. If you're not doing that, if you're not taking a proactive approach to communication, letting people know what's going on, you're missing out on a huge opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't matter what business you're in. Uh, if you're even if you're in the trades or construction business, letting a customer know, hey, your job's booked in for this date. Mm -hmm. Wait, when you turn up, when you when you've got we've ordered parts for your job, or if it's a bigger project, you're like, hey, it's up to the first stage. Or keeping them in the loop with where things are going mm -hmm. all the way through is is critical, and that. That really changes the customer experience no matter what industry you're in. Absolutely. It, one last analogy here. I mean, it just came up as you were mentioning that. Webinars. Who here has ever signed up for a webinar? I've, I've signed up for lots of webinars. What happens? You get an email a couple days before. You get an email the day before. You get an email the day of, the morning of, two hours before, one hour before, 15 minutes before. Guess what's happening? They're simply keeping you in the loop. They recognize. Everyone recognizes out there. We're very busy people. Right? Never before in all of human history has our attention been so divided. Right? What do we need? We ultimately need those reminders, those things, that communication to keep us on track and most importantly to give us that certainty that we as the consumer have made the right decision with the people that we're looking to work with. Yeah, absolutely. And look, the last point that we've got here um, for customer service hacks, and this sounds really, really obvious. But be courteous on the phone and in person. Have a smile on your face. When you're talking on the phone, if you put a smile on your face, it changes your voice. Yeah. Yeah. If you are down in the dumps and miserable, it changes your voice. It changes the tone, the inflections on things. It changes 
little nuances that make the person on the other phone go, man, this guy's miserable. Or, hey, this guy's really happy. Something similar is like, have a great day. Yeah. Oh, thanks, mate. No worries. Yeah. Fine. It, this, it's, yeah. Yeah, so obvious, but so many places don't do it or, or don't have that expectation or that standard or that they are happy and courteous and cheery. And when you come across businesses like that, you really love them. It's a bit of a no-brainer, but lots of people don't do it. Brother, that one's key, right? I, and, and I think of it, um, you know, you go to the food court, right? You're in the mall or whatever it is. You go to one of the little food outlets or whatnot. And I've seen it where in certain situations and in circumstances, they're just looking to get you through as fast as you can. You feel like you're cattle in line. Right. How good does that make you feel when you're like three or four people back and the, the person that's at the front there, they're yelling at you, what do you want to eat? What do you want to eat? You're like, you can't even hear them. You haven't seen the food in the bins or anything like that yet. <laughs> they're asking you what you want to eat. Right. Take the time. Just give that few extra seconds to really, truly engage engage yeah. with your clients it's going to make a world of difference like the story i said there i put all my stuff up on the counter there and the person just looked at me he just stood there and looked. i'm like I, can i help you like can i give you i didn't know what to say i was brother i was confused right i wasn't just i didn't know what the hell to do i'm like did i do something wrong did i put it on the counter wrong like immediately i'm like okay what did i do wrong Right. Well, what's the problem here? Because nothing's happening. There's no interaction. There's no nothing. Right. It kind of had to kick it into high gear there. We don't ever want to put our clients in that situation. Right. Hey, how you doing? How's it going? Right. What's what's going really great today? Engage. Just take a few seconds to really truly engage with your clients. That that may pay back more than anything else. Yeah, Jamie, and I'm going to uh, share a little story. There's mm -hmm. a coffee shop, or there's a, an artisan food shop that does coffee in Townsville, and I love the place. It's mm -hmm. called Otto's. But what I love so much about it is you go there, and it is packed. It is so busy. And you go there, they make your coffee, and they're mm -hmm. like, thank you, Michael, and you, and you get your order. No matter how busy they are, they say thank you to every single person for their order every time. I've sat and watched because I'm curious sitting there, watch my coffee. And I, would, I must have watched 150 people go there and every single one of them, they said, thank you. Didn't miss once. It's amazing. Every time. And these are the little things like putting these processes and these systems in place to be courteous. It, then it does. Then it's a part of the process to be ha happy and courteous. We do this every single time we pick the phone up. We say this or we yeah. we smile every time we greet somebody, every time. And, and I must say this... Barista, there was three of them there working a million miles an hour and they'd stop. Thank you, Michael. Smile every time. And then you're like, man, this is how cool is this? They're so busy and they still have time to smile and say thank you. That's amazing. Or, Would you like a cookie on top? Oh, sweet. Yeah, thanks. They could have just dished the coffee out. And I've been to coffee shops where it's just, Michael, mm -hmm. pumping them out. They're so busy. But that, that two seconds makes a world of difference. It makes you want to go back there. Every time I go to Townsville, I go to that coffee shop or that shop to buy something because I love going there. Their food is amazing. The service is outstanding. Yeah. You know, it, it wouldn't be that way. If the, if the food was great, but the service was rubbish, you wouldn't go yep. there as often. Yep. Yeah. You've really got the, you got the trifecta. Great environment, great people, great service.
right? That really is the trifecta of outstanding customer service. Look, what we shared today, a lot of this, it should, right? I'm going to do the air quotes here. It should be common sense. But I'll tell you what, we're really seeing less and less and less this day. Be uncommon. Really go ahead and disturb the normal, disturb the way things are going. Take some of what we've shared in the show today. Implement it into your business. Having challenges, go ahead and really understand what the customer really wants and needs. Right? Set your boundaries, have it solid, but really truly understand what your customer needs because guess what? The best advertising ever is not Facebook ads. It's not putting something in the newspaper. It's not Yellow Pages ads. It's not advertising on Google. It's each and every person that leaves your business and becomes one of your raving fans telling every single person they know. Look what just happened for autos right there. Right Here we are. We're broadcasting in front of hundreds if not thousands of people. Why? Because they did these tips. They did these tricks. And they've really truly learned to master what ultimate customer service is. Absolutely. And look, touching on them, they've included it into their processes, into the way they do business so that it's consistently like that. You know, that's the key is thinking about the customer experience and making the process include that. And it's absolutely critical if you want to have a long term sustainable business that creates its own raving fans is you must have these things included in your processes. Stipulate how you approach your customers, how you handle complaints, how you Everything, all these little customer service hacks, include them in what you do. It's mm-hmm. absolutely critical. Don't leave it up to the person how they're feeling on the day. Make it a part of the process. Yeah. Truly set a new standard.